Blog Talk Radio. by ready to start the show and then he vanished and uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on but hey gang thank you thank you so much and uh, welcome aboard for another show we've got a really fun you show welcome, are you up welcoming me aboard I, I was already here there you are where I are been? yeah it's time to take a break you know I had to go get a cup of coffee I had to go to the bathroom I just missed time you know I'm, I'm only human Good. give me a break Good grief, this guy, I mean, I'm telling you, you're regular Simon Legree. Well, hey, afternoon, you know, what can I say? Gentlemen, let me, let me do my shtick here. Around the uh, the corner and around the world, it is the David Bowers Awards. We are bringing you the best in indie music to over 20 million listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got one hell of a show this month. We've got the Moss Brothers. We've got Sean Taylor Corbett of Distant Thunder. We've got the Sharon Leah Band. And we've got the Grimps. And uh, just parents, ask your kids. They'll know who the Grimps are, that's for sure. We've got our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Gre- uh, Nick the Geek. I almost said Nick the Greek. You know, he got banished from CBS. Uh, Nick the geek here and our entire crew here at the asylum and myself i am reluctantly john bon jovial and now ladies and gentlemen boys and girls around the world the voice of indie music the david bowers and i thank you so very much there john bon jovial nice of you to uh, be able to fit us into your busy schedule this afternoon <laughs> thank you welcome aboard listeners once again to the show that is always an award show because there are so many award shows on now. What the heck? We just make every show an award show. And you, along with our guests, get to pick who gets the awards and what the awards are. It's it's as simple as that. No phony nominating committees or voting or anything. You get somebody that thinks done something incredibly good or incredibly stupid, put them up for an award, and uh, who knows? We may use your award on the air. Drop a line to us. Email us at david at thedavidbowers.com, put awards in the subject line, and like I said, who knows, you may hear your award on the air live, you may even hear your name on the air too, what, you know, what the heck. Uh, we want to shout out to uh, to some of our friends this morning or this afternoon, first thing off, our first, yeah, I think we should go ahead and uh, we should do our first The David Bowers Award. <laughs> Well, <laughs> the Mighty Kazoo Band and our first The David Bowers Award goes out to an indie supporter to our north. Uh, this is a guy who's putting together a country music magazine in support of indie artists up in Canada. David Shaw of Montreal is quite active on Facebook. He's doing this on his own out of pocket because he believes that much in indie music. But in order for him to give his support, he's going to need your support too. So Canadian indie artists... Canadian indie music fans, contact him on Facebook, David Shaw of Montreal, and spread the word around to all the indie artists up there. Here's a chance for you to get involved in the indie artists and music of Canada, 
and you do it by contacting David J. Shaw and pass the word to the indie artists you know. The David Bowers Award for Music Support to David J. Shaw of Montreal, Canada. Also yeah, want to say hello about him too, Dave. We've heard some very good things about well, David Shaw. Yeah, and he is. He's very active, and he's very much in support of the music, so I'm hoping that uh, that the fans and the artists up there will support him in return and get his music magazine off the ground. Also want to say hello sure. to some friends from my old home ground in upstate New York, Anthony Montalbano of Anthony's Limousine Service in Rome, New York, and his family. Yes, this will probably be a blatant commercial ad, but what the heck, it's my old home stomping grounds. He's a grad of Rome Free Academy, class of 1972. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. Give Anthony a call. Also, while we're in upstate New York, a great big salute to the New York State Rhythm and Blues Festival. The fest showcases a collection of regional artists and national artists from all genres, all with roots steeped in tradition and vision, and arranges for them a continuous river of music. We salute the New York State Blues Festival. Also, happy fifth anniversary to ITNS Radio in the Neon Spotlight. You'll find them on Facebook as well as other places around the web. They uh, are strong supporters and promoters of online artists and songwriters and indie music all over the place. So, happy fifth anniversary to ITNS Radio. Also, a salute to our own Nick the Geek, uh, who in his alter ego, his other persona, uh, persona, uh, opened with his group a uh, new joint in Naples, the new music spot, the Twisted Spoke Saloon in Naples, Florida. Nick, are you there? Hello, Nick. Yes, David, I'm here. There you are. Why don't you uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about that uh, big opening you had last night at the uh, uh, Twisted Spoke? Yeah, it was a fabulous event, David. Uh, we've got quite a bit of uh, motorcycle culture in this town. Uh, that's just grown and grown over the years. Uh, but there's there's very few places for that kind of culture to kind of congregate in this town. Uh, so it's, it's a brand-new place, uh, Twisted Spoke Saloon on uh, US-41 in Naples. Uh, it's a great little spot, uh, great drink specials, great food. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, there's about 150, 200 bikers there yesterday, all with their motorcycles. We just had a good old time. Awesome, and uh, I'm, I'm sure it was fun, and that's uh, that's for all you folks out there who didn't think motorcycle people tell you, especially if you're down around southwest Florida in the Naples area, stop in and uh, check it out. We've got uh, we've got a lot of the motorcycle culture that uh, ride along with us on our show here, uh, Janaka Curtis, among others, and uh, we'll talk more about them in the future, but we've got a really big shoe. Remember that, uh, John Bon Jovi? You remember Ed Sullivan? And a really big, really, really big, really big shoe. shoe. Yes, yes, well, we've I do got a quite really well. Well. Some, some great guests. Our indie artist contest we'll talk about a little bit later. And uh, let's get right to it. Remember, if you've got someone or something you deserves an award, you think deserves an award, email David at thedavidbowers.com. Put awards in the subject line, and uh, we'll take a look. Who knows? You may get to hear your award on the air. Be sure to log into our Blog Talk Radio chat room. It's free. Just log on to Blog Talk Radio. Go to our show chat room. And remember, you can call in and talk with us and or our guests at 347 945 7137. Don't forget, tweet your comments at hashtag TDBA, as in the David Bowers Awards. John Bon Jovi, back to you. 
Yes, sir. Uh, we just want to urge you folks out there, please give us a call. Call the David Bowers Awards Show, and you can do so very easily by calling area code 347-945-7137. Again, that's 347-945-7137. You can also log into our chat room on Blog Talk Radio and talk with our guests and ask your own questions. Coming up on the David Bowers Awards, the Moss Brothers, who blew up Twitter on their last release, we've got Sean. Taylor Corbett of Distant Thunder, the first all-Native American stage musical, and we've also got the exciting Sharon Leah Band. But right now, we want to welcome into our stage and our show here a repeat performance from The Grimps. That's right, John. We have with us the creator of The Grimps, Richard Sergiovanni. And a special guest that uh, is dropping by to talk with us today from the Grimps themselves, their wild and crazy drummer, a cat named Mooney. And first, we're going to let them introduce themselves. Here are the Grimps. Sort of gets into your ear and it's a bug in there all day long. The Grimps, ladies and gentlemen, and first let's let's bring on the creator, the genius behind the Grimps, Richard Sergiovanni. Richard, are you there with us? Yes, I am. Hi, Dave, and hi, John. How are you guys today? And 
We're great. Doing Good great. Good to have you Welcome with us. Back. Great. Welcome Thank you for back. having me again. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Now, I understand, I understand before we get into the – now, I, I, I'm not putting you down here, but I know the exciting <laughs> part is going to be actually hearing from one of the Grimps, and Mooney is going to be joining us in just a, just a few moments. But wanted to touch base since you were with us the last time, which was, I don't know, it was probably, what, a year or so ago. Uh, there's been a lot happening. Tell us what's going on with the Grimps now. Well, uh, yeah, we're actually um, uh, ready right now, finished um, a presentation um, and uh, in the process of right now out there uh, pitching um, television networks for the animated uh, show and uh, at the same time with uh, a record company for music distribution. Um, in that time, I have recorded four or five new songs i should say for and continuing doing it for the album uh and uh, i'm luckily enough and i'm working at the pleasure of working with uh well john you might recognize this voice but i have name but i'm I'm working with the uh, record producer tony bon jovi who had quite a <laughs> reputation in the uh in the music business and um, <laughs> and Tony Tony and I uh, have uh, have uh, teamed up, and uh, he's working exclusively on, on the Grimps music, and he has quite a quite a resume in the music business from behind the scenes of the people he's worked with, like the Ramones and Aerosmith and, and many many others, plus a, a guy by the name of uh, John Bunn, uh, whatever his name was, and um, so <laughs> that that was a real 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 exciting for us. Went in the studio, recorded uh, five songs, and uh, we're continuing working on some new ones. And uh, we're going to be testing the waters with the TV networks uh, and uh, hopefully getting into development with the Grimps um, very, very soon. Fantastic. Now, I know you're working with uh, with several people, in, including some that we're familiar with, uh, uh, who are who are some of the other people? Well, drop some names, share with us uh, some of the other people that are working on this with you. Well, um, I'm working also uh, with former president of Epic Records, uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, Ronald Luxemburg, who's uh, worked with uh, Michael Jackson and uh, Sign Boston and many, and many of the other bands that came out of uh, the, in the music business in the '70s, '80s. Uh, I have had interest from a lot of iconic rock stars uh, as far as voiceover work and uh, their uh, interest in doing some background music like Keith Emerson and uh, Peter Noon and uh, uh, Debbie Harry and uh, and, and several, several others um, once we go into development. And uh, it's, uh, it's great and it's exciting for me to maybe have the opportunity to work with some of the people that were my heroes as I was uh, listening to all these people and sitting in Madison Square Garden watching them on stage. Um, but it's also, I think, appropriate because the Grimps is also a tribute to rock and roll in many ways uh, from past and present. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun when we uh, start getting into uh, animating and, and our stories and, and so seeing a lot of these people, um, as I mentioned, a few of their names uh, be included as doing a voiceover or playing a guitar on a track or things like that. Fantastic. That is really awesome. And I think uh, I think uh, one of our friends, uh, Michaela, has also uh, worked with you or been yes, in touch with Michaela, you on that. Michaela is uh, a very, very good friend, um, a terrific performer and songwriter in herself, and um, she is actually going to be one of the contributing songwriters uh, to the Grimps uh, as we proceed and um, 
get into recording more and more music. Um, kind of the Grimm's concept musically is a little bit of a, a little bit of a template of what was done 50 years ago with the Monkees. And when Don Kirshner came up with this idea to do a TV show on a spoof or the playoff of the phenomenon of Beatlemania, developed the show and pulled in songwriters that were unknown, like Paul Simon and Carol King and and Neil Diamond and people like that at the time. So uh, that's what what we're looking to do as well. And Michaela will be one of those people for sure. Fantastic, and she is. She's a terrific person and a dynamic performer. She's a dynamite lady. We've had her on the show a couple of times. Yes, and, yeah, uh, yes. Great voice, great songs, and uh, she she is uh, someone that everybody uh, will uh, be hearing more and more about very soon as well. Oh, absolutely, because she's got, uh, well, what she's doing is she's getting out there and rocking the way chicks don't usually rock. Usually it's the guy's they go out and rock the way she's doing it. And uh, I think as the word spreads, uh, we will hear a lot more about her. Speaking about hearing a lot about people, we've heard an awful lot about this guy. And we've been looking forward ever since you first told us that he was going to be joining us today. So let us right now bring along, on board, and talk with the Dynamic wild and crazy drummer of the Grimps. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome aboard Mooney. Come on in, Mooney. Where are you? Right here, Dave. How are you? Where's the applause? I don't hear it. Hey, well, there was one hand clapping there in the background. (laughs) Oh, come on. It's supposed to be like a sitcom. I want to hear the loud applause sign. All right. I'll, I'll forgive you this time. Hooray. <laughs> okay, we'll try. We'll try and have uh, we'll try and have more applause in the can for you the next time you come on. Let me see. First off, I want to I want to thank you for stopping by the show today. And I see that uh, I see that you dressed appropriately for radio. Would you care to tell the audience what you're wearing today? Well, because it's radio, I'm actually just sitting here in my underwear. So it doesn't matter. You know, um, <laughs> I'm just very comfortable. Hot days. Uh, I'm just relaxing. Theater of the mind. Use your own imagination. Trust me, yes, that's uh, that's a picture we probably shouldn't pursue any further than that. Well, I'm, I'm, a cel- I'm a celluloid hero. It doesn't matter. It's cute no matter what. Don't worry about it. There you go. There you go. Listen, <laughs> celluloid or cellulite. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to ask that, but Mooney, Mooney, how come you did come alone? Where are the rest of the gang? Where are the rest of the oh. grimps? Oh, those guys. Well, Winston and Mac are actually in the studio now working on new songs they wrote for the next album. Those guys are egomaniacs, and they will probably kill each other, so I'm glad that I'm not around to see it. And uh, Emerson is uh, Emerson's on one of his spiritual awakening retreats with his guru. And he's another weirdo, so uh, I'm just hanging out and uh, joining the show today, and uh, they can do their own no. thing today. <laughs> Your voice is cracking there a little bit too. Were you, were you doing too much recording before the show today, or did yeah, you, uh, back up, back up vocals last night in the studio? Very tiring. Yeah, that either that or coming of age. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I well, kind of, you know. I can kind of relate. I, I, Mooney, I got, I got to be honest with you. I do have a soft spot in my heart for Emerson, and I, I understand his his spiritual track and everything because that's my middle name, Emerson. So you know, there's kind of a, kind of a hook up there. But hey, we love all four of you guys. Tell us, what's the hardest part about being a cartoon rock star? The fingers, Dave. Our, our creator. Uh, how hard? Or how easy do you think it is 
to play drums with four fingers. He draws us with four fingers. I have. I, it's very, very difficult to play, and um, the girls think it's kind of weird looking. So, uh, you know, it has its drawbacks, but uh, we get by. <laughs> I, I I know you do, and yes, I can understand. Uh, I can understand that four finger thing might be a little bit difficult to do. Listen, thank you so much for joining us, Mooney. We'd love to have you back again. Uh, you know, sometime maybe you can uh, maybe you can bring those egomaniacs or that uh, spiritualist with you, and uh, we can really get into an in-depth discussion. I would love to. I'll bring them all back, and uh, hopefully you'll see us on TV very soon. Hey, we look forward to that, and you're welcome to come back and see us anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, there you go. From the Grimps, that's Mooney. And let's bring the boss man back, the creator who draws only four-fingered characters. <laughs> Here's Richard Giovanni. Richard, welcome. <laughs> Hi. Uh, thanks for uh, putting up with that and him. So uh, thank you for oh, that. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, listen, I... I put up with John Bon Jovial. I put up with Nick the Geek. I put up with a lot of things. So hey, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not bad. I'm just named that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we didn't name you Mooney. I mean, what the heck, <laughs> Richard? We're going to play a new track uh, that we didn't have the last time you were on. Tell us a little bit about this. Uh, this next tune we're going to play called Debbie. Well, um, this song, Debbie, is uh, from uh, an upcoming episode um, when we get into production of uh, The Grimps, of an episode called Beauty in the Eye of the Beholder. And uh, for people who don't know the concept of The Grimps, every episode is going to have a positive message that um, is going to be the storyline, and we're going to have one original song that's going to take the essence of the storyline and put a song out there to match up with it. And this song is about uh, the character Winston, who in his creature-like form is in the forest and meets a blind girl named Debbie, who is lost. And um, he helps her find her way home. And uh, she's um, not afraid of him because she can't see what he looks like. So it kind of gives the essence of uh, that, you know, people should be looked at for how their heart is and how they really are and not by their appearances. And uh, from that episode, we wrote this song. Fantastic. And I think that's really great. I'm glad you brought that point out because we hadn't touched on that. The fact that not only is this a children's entertainment show, but it will actually kind of subtly get a message across to them. And this is something that... Uh, has, has really been done as, as far back as I can remember in television, and I'm, I'm sure in other mediums before radio and uh, perhaps the screen before that. But I remember uh, vividly coming of age with the uh, with television and uh, the TV shows that did that. You had uh, you know you had Howdy Doody, which always had a subtle message to it. Even the Lone Ranger, which right. was you know that was right. the western. And it always had a. It, it was they were little morality plays. As a matter of fact, there's even a guy whose name escapes me at the moment. I've been to uh, one of his conferences. There's a guy who does a uh, a thing on corporate ethics. He goes around and does programs at major corporations around the country uh, on corporate ethics, and he uses the Lone Ranger as as his template. And even shows a Lone Ranger film to get across the idea of these subtle messages that are put in there. I think it's great that you're going to be doing that and uh, giving the kids, you know, 
some entertainment, some fun times, and a little bit more. Thank you yeah, so I much. Wanted, I wanted to bring that back because I think that that's been lacking in, in a lot of children's entertainment because I think what's been happening in the past 20 years is, you know, how 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 how, uh, how much can we push the needle and get a little cruder and get a little wilder to catch attention, and it's, go, it's been going in the opposite direction. So my attention is to not to preach but to do something nice and moral and positive in a fun and entertaining way and in a cool way, which the Grimps will be, uh, especially with the rock and roll music. So I'm hoping to achieve that, and uh, that's what we'll be doing in every episode with the music and the stories. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I salute you. We all salute you for Thank your you. Uh, for your program and look forward to a wild and crazy future with the Grimps. Ladies and gentlemen, here they are, the Grimps. It's called Debbie. And you're listening to the David Bowers. Speaking about voice cracking, hers got kind of caught up there, too. Thank you, Michaela. Thank you, Richard Sir Giovanni and uh, Mooney, all the Grimps, for coming by and sharing with us today right here on the David Bowers Awards, where you all can call in and talk uh, with us or the guests, ask your own questions. And don't forget, the phone number is 347-945-7137. 
or you can tweet comments online at hashtag TDBA. If you'd like to be considered for a guest shot on the show or you know an artist who should be on the show, all you have to do is send us your EPK to david at thedavidbowers.com. As you know, I keep it simple so that I can remember my own email. Send it along with a current bio, put guest in the subject line, and our panel will review them and select future guests from the entries. Here's your chance or your favorite artist chance to be the next indie find. And don't forget our win a free mix by Stuart Epps contest. Okay? That's if you missed it before, we're giving away a free mix down, a free production by Grammy winning uh, producer Stuart Epps, who's produced Elton John. He's produced a bunch of the majors. If you're not familiar with the name, shame on you, but Google it. Stuart Epps, E P P S. You'll see he's got a Hall of Fame of artists he's worked with. This is open to all indie artists with original music. Simply send your MP3 original demo and Grammy send us send it to us and the Grammy winning producer Stuart Epps himself will select the winner to receive a totally free mix and we'll have the winner on the show in November. So get those entries in, think what it would look like on your bio. Complete details on our win a free mix link at thedavidbowers.com. Enter today. Next up, our latest find, but right now we find our next The David Bowers Award, and that goes to another of our past guests and a country music superstar. Our congrats to Anthony Smith, whose tune Bringing in the Sunshine won a gold record for Blake Shelton and was also chosen to mark the return of NASCAR racing to NBC TV last week. A great song, two great country stars, The David Bowers Award to Anthony Smith and Blake Shelton. Now back to you, John Bon Jovio. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, just another comment on the EPK and Stuart Epton. I mean, that, I'm really glad to see that that is uh, gaining some momentum. I know that we're starting to get more and more entries, and uh, it's gratifying to know that there's a lot of indie artists out there that are taking this promotion of ours very seriously. Uh, and we'll have more on that later on in the show if you want to get your entry in and have Stuart Epp uh, produce your record and it would be a huge thing for you but we've got to pay a bill here and uh, i just want to remind you to award yourself you can do that you can get yourself or somebody that you love the official d david bowers awards t-shirts and they are the only official t-shirts of the david bowers awards and they're available only on our website which is thedavidbowers.com, and that's B-O-W-E-R-S, thedavidbowers.com. We keep the price down by taking absolutely no profit from them whatsoever, and uh, they're strictly for our fans and followers. They're high-quality T-shirts in black or white, ladies and men's sizes. So please order now. They're still just $14.30. You can order now at www.thedavidbowers.com. And don't forget to uh, tweet your comments at hashtag TDBA. Uh, and that's hashtag TDBA. And up next, David, we have question mark, question mark. Up next, we have the lovely and talented Sharon Leah and the Sharon Leah Band. Here's forevermore. I don't want another 
Now that's off your uh, new EP, which just dropped uh, July 4th, if I'm correct. Yes, it is July 4th, Independence Day. <laughs> oh, it was pretty. And that, that is that the title tune of the EP now? Yes, it is. Uh, actually, okay. we have a dance version of it as well, but that is the title track of the the EP. Yes, Forevermore. Mm-hmm. Okay, we wanted to get that York. out and. Uh, Go ahead. That, uh, yeah, I was just going to say that's just really a simple uh, – that was the first single we put out, actually, on the Forevermore EP back in September, and that's just me on the piano. I did the cello part, and then I sang it. So that's one of our m- most simply, you know, just organic, really, an organic uh, version of the song, and then uh, we had the dance version, so. And you have a video online of you singing that song and playing the piano, right? I have a video of Empty Castles, which is a little more uh, up-tempo. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's the one we're going to play next, right. Okay. Oh, okay, And now, great. where where can they find this album? Where can they get this EP? Um, we're going to eventually have the CD, the physical CD, up on our eBay store. Um, you can just go to eBay and then you know, search for Sharon Leah Band. But right now, it's available worldwide digitally on every digital platform, most notably iTunes, you know, Amazon, MP3.com. Um, you know, those are the big the big digital download places you right. can get. Right. Okay, now tell us, since this is your first time joining us, and we have been, uh, we've been looking forward to having you on the show for some time now, Tell us a little bit about the Sharon Leah Band. Um, well, thank you, first of all, for um, saying that and for having me. And um, the Sharon Leah Band is primarily um, us, four of us. And uh, uh, we came together about a year and a half ago. We all had our own separate journeys. Um, and so, uh, you know, we've come together to uh, put you know, the music that I've written out and share it with the world. Um, prior to that, I was a solo artist. Um, but I prefer to, I always say this, I prefer to play in the sandbox with others when you're a musician. Um, you, you want the human feel of working with someone else who's like-minded and that, that the human feel is so important. So when I would play by myself, I would bring my piano and, you know, my my drums in a can and, you know, my drums and uh, my guitar in a can, you know, and play tracks and whatnot. Um, it just wasn't as fun. And I just had this hope that eventually I would find other musicians who had the same vision as, as myself. And it's really not easy to do that um, because, and here I guess will be the quintessential point of our band is I've been a songwriter for a very long time. My guitarist and my drummer, both believe in me as a songwriter and um they want the music to be heard they're they started out sort of being on the fan side of things you know what i mean sort of just believing in me and and encouraging me so they share the same vision as, as i do and they you know share the same ideas about how to go approach a song and how to record it and things like that you know if they were heavy metal bands Guys, I don't know, you know. Well, actually, they were a little bit, but <laughs> so. Uh, so my band members, my band members are Rick Giannotti. He's our guitarist. He's also our engineer. So 
uh, we do all the production in our um, we have a studio. Um, and uh, Howie is Howie Fallon is our drummer, um, and uh, we have a bass player, um, and his name is Tony Screws, um, and uh, and that's that's a little bit about our band. All righty. It's always good to hear about the band. I've mentioned this before with uh, other guests. Uh, we often get to talking to, you know, the, the, the feature person or the front person for the band. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I've seen cases where the other members don't really get all the uh, spotlight they should. We like to shine the spotlight and they, on everybody. Yes. I'm a very, very, very big fan of that. Um, I say that all the time because we're a team. They joke with me. They say, well, your name's on the marquee. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want, whatever you want, you get. And it's funny because they have that position. It just makes me want to give back so much more. Cause I'm like, no, guys, it's not about me. Even though my name's on the marquee. But then again, if if I want something in particular, I don't care what it is. Say I want the big, the biggest uh, French fry in the in the French fry container. I'm like, well, my name's on the marquee. Give me that big fry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even. The- even though the band has only been uh, together now, you said for about a year and a half, you had yeah. some pretty heavy-duty experience yourself. Because I know, uh, reading from your bio, you've worked with legendary producer David Ivory, who, uh, well, among others, he worked with Patti LaBelle and The Roots, uh, and yeah. you also worked with uh, Epi Epstein, Stephen Epstein, uh, who yeah. uh, was with War, and she was he was she <laughs> he was the husband <laughs> of the late Linda Creed. So you've worked with some yeah. pretty major people. Yeah, and Linda Creed, I don't know how much information um, you, you remember from the bio or whatever, but um, Linda Creed wrote a lot of material, as you, I'm sure as you know, and she died in 1986 of breast cancer. And um, she left music in a vault untouched for a number of years. I mean, that was 1986. We're talking, you know, uh, about 10, maybe eight years ago. Um, I got together with some people, and I I got an uh, an audition. Sorry, with Stephen Epstein. Um, I sang for him at his home in Ambler, Pennsylvania, on the piano that was given to Linda by Sigma Sound Radio, uh, Sigma Sound Studios in Philly, before they closed their doors. I mean, it was an amazing an amazing night. I sang her music for Epi to get the permission to do her music and include it on my first. Um, full-length CD, because I had put out an EP prior to that. And um, I actually sang The Greatest Love of All for him, because Linda Creed wrote that. And uh, he was very impressed, and I made him cry, which was really awesome. (laughs) Super, yeah. He was was a tough guy, but yeah, I definitely, um, I've been blessed to have worked with some great people and had the opportunity to do some really great things and um, you know, I just try to keep moving forward. Unfortunately, Stephen Epstein, uh, Epi passed away um, a little while after my um, album was done, and he had started to actually take me under his wing a little bit, and uh, that was a, a huge loss to uh, to everybody. Yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, yep. sure it was, and to the and to the music business as well. Uh, yeah. John Bon Jovi, you have a question? Yeah, Sharon. Um, you know, first of all, I want to just you know reinforce what David said a couple of minutes ago. Beautiful song. I I, I very just thoroughly enjoyed listening to that. Uh, Thank you but, so much. Uh, I, you know, every band, you know, whether it's a solo act or you know a troupe of uh, some one sort or another, has to promote themselves. 
And you know, obviously, by coming on our show today, you are you know you're you're getting into the you know the the shameless promotion department, which we're <laughs> glad to do for you because that's that's part of what we're here for is to work yeah. with indie artists. But what other avenues are you are you using to uh, promote the the, the Sharon Leah band and and what what works for you uh, better than you know I, I guess. I don't know how can I term this. What 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 is the I, best avenue that you found? Yeah, I, I was going to help you out with that because I was saying to Rick, uh, my guitarist, I said, you know, we could make the best music in the entire world, and yet if you never got out of the studio, if you never played it outside the studio, who would hear it? So I mean, part of the job is making the music, and then part of it is getting it to the masses. Now. Um, we're relatively new at the promotion side of things, um, but I have to say that um, I was lucky enough to cross paths with Cindy um, uh, uh, Diadamo from Lady Lake uh, Music Entertainment. Um, an absolutely lovely lady and hardworking, and she is really wonderful about um, you know just exposing her artists to the best of her ability and. You know, um, every day she's got another new connection or another new avenue. Now, um, it's not the same as if I landed a a record deal with a large, 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 huge company that had the money to put, you know, our picture on the billboards and, you know, radio placement ads and that kind of thing. So um, as an indie artist, I guess, the best avenue is to, you know, use the services of someone like um, Lady Lake um, and, you know, get on, on the horn and, you know, tweet and Facebook and social media and Instagram and, um, you know, I just, and play, play out. Um, that is really the most important thing about getting hurt. And um, I like to say, you know, make noise, <laughs> make a lot of noise. Sure. Well, well, you know, we we know Cindy. She's a good friend of ours. She's just right up the road from us um, uh, in Naples. Here, she's uh, up in Fort Myers, and uh, yeah, they, they they we've known of their you know of, of hers and and her uh, counterparts' uh, skills for for many years now, and they've always done yeah. a, a great job for their clients. Yeah, yeah, they've it's, done. It's a, uh, they've been great to work with Cindy and Jen both. Uh, Lady yeah. Lake, just mm-hmm. a. A uh, very professional, very hardworking organization, and the thing that uh, the thing that I like the most about it, aside from their, you know, their professional friendship, is the fact that they do actually get out there and work for their clients, for their artists, yes. and that's mm-hmm. so they absolutely do. It is. Matter of fact, we got to get and, uh, we got to get the two of them on the show one of these days and talk about that side of the business. <laughs> yeah, I well, like you know, that. I think that'd be great. You know, I'll be listening in because um, we we really do all support each other. It's like a family, um, and it's great. It's great because see, that's the approach that people need to have. It's not all about one person. It's about us. You know, we are in life. It doesn't matter whether you're a musician or you know, an office worker or, you know, dentist or whatever. I mean, we don't achieve things alone. We achieve things together as people. And um, it's just a good philosophy, you know, to to lift each other up and help each other out. And, you know, your successes are theirs and theirs are yours. And, you know, we're all exactly. successful together. <laughs> one, big, one big happy and successful family. And uh, right. they, they do it. 
excellent job of that. As a matter of fact, the show today is 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 half a ladylike presentation because uh, our uh, guests we have coming up in a little bit, the Moss Brothers, are uh, also a Lady Lake group, and we'll have them mm-hmm. on board in just a bit. Sharon, uh, now I know you've had some, uh, you've gotten some acclaim and some wonderful comments and reviews. Uh, you were dubbed a powerhouse vocalist by the Times in New Jersey, and. Uh, I can't help but notice now we've heard, and of course I've been in music uh, most of my life. I, I'd like to say since I grown up, since before I grew up, but I never grew up, so uh, that's kind of superfluous. But anyway, I, the thing I've noticed after you know listening to so many artists over the years, when I listen to you, your music, your voice, your your style, what you do, I get. I get a sound of a lot more than just a singer. Your your styling reflect. Have you have you had classical music training? Because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like more oh. than just a pop singer. Oh, David, I love you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I like. I, I don't. I yeah. The answer is yes. <laughs> I am a okay. I've been I've been playing piano since I was six, singing since I was about six. I wrote my first song when I was 14, and I looked at my mother, and I said, I, pl- I mean, I play piano. I looked at my mom, and I made this, I had written this song, and um, it was my first song. It was good, you know. It wasn't fabulous, but it was good. And I looked at sure. it, and my, her, her jaw dropped, and if you're listening, Mom, I love you. Um, but, you know, she, I said, do you think it's time I, um, I take music lessons? And she's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> For me, my parents never had to make me take piano. It was like, Mom, please, can I have lessons? Like, most most of the kids don't ask for lessons. They're like, all right, kid, come over here, sit down, you're going to sit at the piano. But I went on to, from there to, I mean, you know, all the musicals and the shows and the magicals and the chorus groups and um, years and years and years of writing. And and then I went on to uh, to college for... Um, music and um, I stopped over at the Aaron Copeland School of Music and you have to sing two arias and you know play a classical piece and sight read and so yeah when I say like I bleed musician it's who I am and it's it's in my blood it's um, the way I speak it's the way I touch the world and it's the way I experience the world and it comes from inside I have to honestly say I'm just moved by I allow myself to be moved by my emotions, but I cultivate them and craft them, I guess, if that makes any sense. So, That's an um, excellent I, way of putting it. I appreciate, um, you know, I really do appreciate your thoughtful attention to it. Um, I, I do like, <clears throat> it's very complimentary uh, what you said, and I do appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Well, it definitely it definitely comes through both the the professional aspect of it and also the the heart and soul that you put into it. It does come through in what you do, and uh, it really makes for an impressive sound. Now, before we get to empty castles, I do want to touch on something else. John had uh, John Bon Jovial had asked you about you know things that you found that worked in furthering your career. Now I know that you uh, have a twofold uh something that's working for you right now. You're raising funds for a summer tour, so that's a that's a two-pronged thing. You've got a fundraiser going on and a tour upcoming. Tell us about that. Yes, um so it, we have an Indiegogo campaign. Um 
and we are trying to raise money to, uh, you know, a, a starving artist. You know, we have the old jalopy van, and, uh, <laughs> you know, so we need uh, we need to rent something a little bit better and, and dependable to drive cross-country. And uh, we'll be stopping in uh, New Orleans at the Cutting, uh, Cutting Edge Music Conference, and we'll be playing in, in and around the French Quarter two nights uh, down there. So the Indiegogo campaign is to help offset the price of, you know, renting and schlepping all of our equipment sure. in a van and uh, and then to support, you know, us getting out to this wonderful experience. I am very much looking forward to it. And this is another example. The Cutting Music, Cutting Edge Music Conference is uh, a coming together of musicians and uh, industry people, both new and experienced. Um, there's a lot of you know, um, information sessions and things like that, and then highlights of different artists. And, you know, we were selected to go out there um, as well. And actually I've got to give props to Diane Cameron because, and to Cindy because um, she said to me, Chair, why don't you, you know, why don't you reach out and see if, because uh, Diane's going to uh, be involved in it this year. Um, they'd invited her back. Why don't you reach out and see what the possibility is of you going down there? And I did, and it worked, and we're going. So, uh, and Fantastic. I'll get to meet uh, I'll get to meet Diane, an absolutely lovely soul sister. You know, we she's with Lady Lake too, and um, I have to thank her for connecting me with uh, Cutting Edge. So, um, you know, and being on shows like yours, even even though um, we we were done to answer, but uh, you know, being on shows like yours and other radio shows is another way we try to you know, uh, branch out, so to speak, to get the music heard. Fantastic. So. Sharon, how do, how, do, uh, how do the listeners and followers and fans of yours get on board on this fundraising, fundraising campaign? Um, I mean, the, the best way to find it is to uh, go to Facebook and look up the Sharon Leah Band. And the Indiegogo campaign, the link is right there on the front page of the Facebook um, our band page. So that's Sharon Leah, S-H-A-R-O-N-L-I-A, band, on Facebook. Um, and the Indiegogo campaign is there. Also, you can go to the SharonLeahBand.com, and there's a link. Um, you just have to copy and paste it into your browser. We are nearing our goal we just need a little bit more and um it's been amazing actually some of the contributors you know it's funny i buy i have a funny saying i buy i buy girl scout cookies and pretzel making kits and magazine subscriptions (laughs) (laughs) i have spent so much money helping other people raise funds for certain things and you know with an indiegogo campaign you can contribute a dollar it's so simple, and then you get a shout-out. And if you do $25, I think we send you a digital CD. We have a whole bunch of perks, things that you can get. And uh, right. I have to give a shout-out to uh, to Danny Cordone. And, um, I mean, I have a whole list, Kathy Shad and uh, Hamilton Radio, Dave Davis. Uh, I mean, there's a whole list of people who've been so absolutely generous and, um, you know, uh, surprised me, actually. With uh, well, I got one very large donation. I was just blown away by it. But it's really nice because I get the little note, you know, Sharon, we believe in you. Or Sharon, you know, you're an inspiration. Because anybody who knows me knows, like, I, I'm pounding the pavement. I don't even really get up to breathe. You know, I mean, anybody that <laughs> knows me, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm like, hi, I'm drowning, but you know, it's okay. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> you know. I, 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 David, I think what Sharon is saying here is that they want to be able to travel around in something a little bit more luxurious than a Delaney and Bonnie style school bus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to donate a, a, a van or bar, let us borrow one, you know, that that, that helps too. <laughs> Just contact them through their website and uh, get together. And I'm I'm sure they will definitely return it with a with a free plug for whoever puts up the uh, the vehicle. Sharon, before we let you go, tell us a little bit about the song that I know uh, is special to you. We're going to play next, called "Empty Castles." Okay, thank you. Um, Empty Castles, when I was writing it, I envisioned a queen on a chessboard with, like, the pawns. I'm not a chess player, but, you know, the the pieces. I'm going to talk like, a, right. like an eighth grader. You know, the little pieces. <laughs> but it's about, it's, it's basically, you know, when I think of the visual, it's a queen on a board, and the knights are coming, and they're all want her hand in marriage. And she's just this, she won't settle. Okay, she'd rather be alone in her own castle because, you know, she's a queen and she's worked hard and she's got that big castle, which, by the way, I want. I'm just putting that out to the universe. Um, don't laugh. I have a chandelier hanging. I have a chandelier hanging in my car because I believe in putting stuff to the universe. So anyway, there you castle, go. I love that. Yeah. But empty castle is just about um, being okay with yourself. Um, being really sick and tired and fed up with the dating game and just, you know, saying to yourself, I'm fine with the way it is. So it's hopefully empowering to people. Wonderful. And thank you so much for stopping by and joining us today, sharing your music and your story with us. And we look forward to having you back again in the very near future. Sharon uh-huh. Leah, thank you so much. Here's the Sharon Leah Band and Empty Castles. Thank you. I move my knife to teach Jackie, them far away from me. And the king calling my name. I tell me I'm gonna be there someday. But
Sharon Leaban. Thank you so much once again, Sharon and John Bon Jovial. We uh, we kind of got. Uh, I, I think I think we kind of got her cut off a second before she got to say thank you. She wanted to thank you for uh, for uh, also having her on the show with us today, and uh, would definitely look forward to having her back again. Sharon Leaban, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, she was great. Thank you, thank you, John Bon Jovial. You have some words for us. I do. Yeah, the uh, you know the, it was great having Sharon on the show with us. Uh, she's got a beautiful voice, and uh, that question that you asked her about uh, classical music training uh, that was pretty insightful. I, I I hadn't thought about that one, and I could really tell that she appreciated that. It was really nice having her on the show with us today. Uh, hey, folks, I, I got a question for you. Do you or do maybe somebody that you know maybe possibly have a computer. Uh, They've become a bit pervasive in our society today, and we can't get along without them anymore. And not only do the good guys know that, but the bad guys know that as well. And it is becoming uh, an increasingly a bigger and bigger challenge to keep your computer safe, to keep your personal data safe, uh, prevent hackers from getting into your computer. It's just something that can be your worst nightmare. Uh, the, the the nightmare uh, can be readily uh, taken care of, though, if you contact the good people at Computer Help USA. Computer Help USA. They are headquartered in Naples, but they are have gone national because they can now help you no matter where you are actually in the world by doing uh, remote computer repair via the internet. Uh, it's a technology that Computer Help USA uses to their advantage and to your advantage as well. Computer Help USA will help you with your virus problems. If your computer is slow, they can help speed it up. They can get you new equipment. They can take care of your networks for you, servers. No matter what you need, Computer Help USA, they are there for you. Now, you can find them locally if you're in southwest Florida at 2079 J&C Boulevard in Naples, Florida. You can contact them via the Internet at www.comphelpusa.com, or you can give them a call at area code 239-596-6112. Computer Help USA for all your computer problems, for all your computer needs, for all your computer help. It's Computer Help USA. Help is their middle name. David? Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial, and I, I heartily endorse them. They have been uh, they have been our support for, well, actually, for more years than we've been doing this show. I've, uh, uh, Computer Help USA has been my support since, uh, oh, God, 10, 15 years now, so I can heartily, uh, heartily back up what uh, John Bon Jovial said there. In a moment, we're going to have our next guest. Mr. Sean Taylor Corbett of the all-Native American musical Distant Thunder. But first, we're going to play a song from the show, the Distant Thunder cast. This is called Strong Shut Up. The sacred pipe stays on the red. And so will you if we don't sell this shit. What, are you afraid of the evil spirits? Man, I cannot believe you. You're such a baby. Smudge and me are going to California, and you're going with us. 
Late night, here with my friends under the big sky. Pass me that joint, I wanna feel high. Numb to whoever wants to stand in our way. You know this pipe will get us to Cali if it sells right. We'll have enough money to live right. Start a new life when the horizon's in our sight. This is the time to show we don't need handouts. Here. We got our ticket out, bro. Reservation today. 
Yes, that's right. It was perfect timing. I'm I'm up here for a week, and they're having this incredible celebration uh, called the North American Indian Days, and they've been doing it for 64 years, and I've been coming almost every summer right about this time, so it's it's perfect that we're talking right now. Fantastic. Now, tell us, I know we had you on the show about a year ago, and you talked to us about this. Tell us again about this the, the, this unique show because it is the first Broadway style musical that is all Native American. Tell us about it. Yeah, and it's so so. Uh, basically, the story was created from our first journey. My mother brought me to the Blackfeet Reservation probably like twenty something years ago, and uh, it inspired me because she and I are both in the entertainment business. We've never seen a Native American musical on Broadway uh, that really reflected what we believe to be a, a truthful story from Native people, um, also including Native people on stage, as well as the movie musical. Uh, we, we've recently created a film script based on uh, the stage show, so we're kind of attacking it from both angles, uh, submitting it to Sundance Film Festival and and uh, talking to La Jolla Playhouse now about you know creating the first Native American musical uh, with pop music infused with traditional Native music. So it's a contemporary story taking place on the reservation, um, but it has traditional elements and it's those two worlds combined together that we feel will really create a successful uh, representation of contemporary native people well i can tell from the uh from the song that we just played strong enough you actually get that feel you can get the contemporary music feel with the native roots coming through it and i think i think that's fantastic it's uh Thanks, it's David. a wonderful idea i am really surprised that it has not been done before because uh our our native american music is so so pervasive and so much a part of our culture that I, it, it just baffles me that it has never been done before. I know it, it, it does for me too. And I spoke with a producer in New York uh, probably like five years ago. And I think at one point, you know, Robbie Robertson was trying to make a run for it uh, and, and make a musical, but he, his schedule was so busy and it was just really hard to get it done. But I think once the first one hits, uh, it'll open a door for so many other amazing projects and also just get people excited about going to a show um, and, and seeing Native people on stage uh, in a contemporary light, but also um, learning about traditional culture from that. I think it'll it'll just make people more aware and, and more excited to to check out new shows like this one. Right. Right, and I think also it will spur interest. Uh, it'll spur the financial interest, the backers uh, to step yeah. forward and put down a couple of bucks on these things because the first time is always the hardest. But as I said, it was uh, it, it has amazed me that this has not been done before. Now, lest people forget or overlook the fact that putting on a production like this. Uh, takes a little bit more than just a uh, light bulb going on over your head and yeah. it takes something it takes something of a special person to do this uh you have 
some pretty heavy-duty creds yourself as a uh, as a producer, as a director, and as a as an actor stage person in your past. Tell us a little bit about your past, John. Yeah, sure. Thanks for asking. Um, well, I I was so blessed because my mother um, raised me as well as my other family in the arts, and she's a, a great director and choreographer, and so. I continued in her footsteps, and, you know, I, I, I had my first Broadway show um, was in the Heights, and I, I spent three great years doing that and just seeing how they created a Broadway musical, like you said, with the financial backing that's so necessary, but also the cultural support from the Latino community um, and, and, and the awareness uh, that it generated for youth looking forward to playing parts that reflect their culture, and it's a worldwide phenomenon in the Heights. Is. And that gave me so much inspiration for creating a musical um, and a project that would reflect Native American culture. Um, so but so I, that was a huge part of my career. I also just got off the road touring as Frankie Valley in Jersey <laughs> Boys, which was a lifelong dream, and you can imagine... You know, you know that music and how incredible that is, so getting to do that for... A full year just was a dream come true, and we actually got yeah, to meet the legend himself. He came to a couple of the shows and got to have a conversation with Mr. Valley. That was pretty amazing. I I saw I saw the uh, video that he also sent you uh, at I believe it was oh, an yeah. award show or some type of a presentation, and uh, he uh, did a. Uh, a saluting video to you. Uh, yes, I wanted definitely to bring that out because <clears throat> that is something that the average listener uh, follower out there can latch onto and relate to. I mean, I can sit here, John Bon Jovial and I can sit here and say, okay, Sean has these credits, he's done this production, he's done that production, he's directed this. But when they can relate to the person who has actually gone out into these type of presentations where you have actually gone out on stage professionally and successfully as a major music icon uh, nationally on stage doing Frankie Valley of Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. That's something they yeah, can that's, relate that's to. That's impressive. Yeah. I oh, think, you know, for, for the listeners to be able to sit back and, and, and know that, it's like saying, damn, this guy's all right. This guy knows what the heck he's doing. This show is something I want to catch, you know. And and that's what it's all oh, about. You, you've got the, you've got the two sides. You've got the the creativity at the production, the backing to get it produced and on the road, and then you've got the other side where the the challenge is to sell to the public to get the public's interest up to where they want to come out and yeah. see it because as as you said as you indicated the first time is always the hardest and once that's successful then you're going to see more come along and the people are going to be more receptive they're going to say hey uh, we saw this this was this has been done it works i want to see this and uh, you're 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 doing an awful lot more than just producing a show there uh, a, thank you guys quite it's, a challenge. that means a lot to me it yeah, it is, and you know, seeing how with with uh, Jersey Boys, they just took these incredible lives, these these uh, legends, and they they went into their personal story, which everyone really identif can identify with, you know, struggling against something and overcoming all the odds, going through all the hardships, and finally getting out on top. 
it's it wasn't an easy journey for those guys and they did it and i think if you can what we have in our story is someone also searching for uh you know working hard against uh something a, a huge challenge of preserving a tribal language um and in the end there's a lot of hope you know where where native americans have gone through uh, a lot of challenges throughout history but in we we're still you know, striving to preserve our culture and our language, and um, I think people will identify with the human story of, of that as well as the story of a father and a son trying to reconnect and and keep the family together, and that's something we can all identify with. So, we I saw all the elements in Jersey Boys and how they how they did it, all the elements in In the Heights, and I think I, I just I wanted to make sure this story was told and people. People will get behind it, I, I believe, because it's a contemporary story with a view into the past. So it's it's very tangible for everybody. Oh, very good. Now, you have completed your most recent tour as Frankie Valley, correct? Yes, I have. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I always do little gigs with them when they need me to fly out and sing a, an event for six six songs or something. And I jump at the opportunity to do that because I just... Love that. Well, I, I tell you, I tell you what, you you hit uh, Southwest Florida or uh, Arizona, uh, Arizona, Nevada. You let us know because I would like to oh, catch yeah. that. I, I would really love to catch you in action, or if you get, uh, you know, if if you get a, a film or video done of it too, uh, definitely stay in touch with us because we'd love to know what's going on and uh, have you back on the show too. So what is in the immediate future for Distant Thunder? I know you've got some things working and some things yeah. being firmed up. What's in the immediate future? Well, we actually um, we got a, a wonderful grant from the National Endowment of the Arts, and we're using that to produce a CD. Um, so we have two songs that are really, you know, I think you're going to play the next one uh, in a little bit, but we're, we're producing the rest of the album Um fully professional and that's that's the next step so that we can actually we have some producers really interested in hearing that and you have to show them the final product so that's great um and we're also talking to la jolla playhouse through um, a great theater company called native voices based in los angeles to produce the next development of the of the musical um and then on top of that we're also really, you know, crossing our fingers that we get into the film lab at Sundance because that would be a huge next step. Oh, that would be, yeah, that Um, would be huge. Yeah. Right now I'm actually filming footage, which is one of the reasons I'm here in in Blackfeet Nation. I'm filming footage, interviews, some of the powwow dancing and the singing, and we're putting together a a three-minute video that we can send out to producers and anyone interested in knowing more about us so that you can see what we're doing and how exciting it will be to get behind this project. Great. Well, the David Bowers Awards has a uh, has a music chat page, I guess you could call it. It's uh, on Facebook, and the whole idea of that is for uh, the individual listeners and fans as well as the artists 
to post their interest, talk about things, uh, and uh, also do promotion because uh, here on the, on my show and on my uh, web work, uh, the bottom line is, uh, as I tell all my guests, uh, self promotion is encouraged. Don't hesitate. Yeah. So if you get if you get a clip uh, musically or a video clip oh, yeah. uh, that you'd like to share uh, to get the word out. Be sure and uh, drop by uh, our Facebook pages. Um, you're more than welcome, as are all the artists, to uh, post your own uh, your own audio, your video, your music, whatever that you have that you wanted to use to promote. And I'd love to be able to help you get the word out about this because I I really believe in this project. And uh, it, it, it's been hard for me because we have tried and we have had uh, we've had some great uh, Native American artists on. We've had uh, uh, Tony Duncan has been on. Uh, our Carlos Nakai has been on the show. We've we've had some uh, wonderful uh, uh, and uh, and I know there's there's more that the, I haven't named, but uh, the thing I have noticed is there seems to be, and I, I'm going to get into a little negativity here. I don't want it to be negative. I, I want it to be positive because I want to move forward. But I've noticed that it has been difficult to get some of the uh, many of the up and coming emerging artists which is a lot of what this show is about we try to get the emerging artists that can't get on radio because radio will only play it if it's already a hit we try to get the emerging yeah, exactly. artists on here and give them a stage where they can present their music and their talent around the world and uh, you know reach a few more people and it's been difficult with the native artists and i think uh, a good part of that is because there's there's a breakdown, there's a lack of trust of uh, mainstream radio, mainstream music, uh, and it's been hard. I, I've had a couple of, uh, I, I can remember a couple of uh, native uh, hip-hop artists that uh, yeah. were absolutely awesome, and I got in touch with them and invited them to be on the show and never heard another thing from them, and it's, yeah. you know, it, it's, a, it's a two-way street, and I can understand where... Uh, out of you know things that have happened in the past, there is some there's a lack of a certain degree of trust. But by the same token, if you want to overcome the lack of Native American music in the mainstream, you've got to be willing to take that step, take that chance, and you know yeah. go out there and and present it, which is what we love to do. We love to be able to present all genres of music and uh we've had uh well we've had artists on from all over the world as a matter of fact we're working with a uh uh port uh portuguese i believe it is a portuguese band okay. brantner is going to be on later this year we've also got a band that's going to be on i believe next month uh from the ukraine if uh you know god forbid anything further happens in that uh unsettled situation there so you know we're reaching yeah. out we want we want these artists on the show, and we're really so glad, happy, and proud that you chose to be on the show, too. We're uh, really, really glad to get this oh, across. So John Bon Jovial. John Bon Jovial, you've yes, been sir. sitting there quietly. Did you have something you wanted to ask? Well, I've just, you know, I've been listening and, and uh, to the conversation, and uh, really, I think, you know, the only thing that I want to add to this is that, you know, the the, the, the music the, from the first song that, you know, that you played at, before the interview started uh, I consider it to be, you know, haunting, if if that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just, you know, it, it, one of those things that makes you sit back and 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 think. Um, you know, the 
the Native American culture in this country is you know, at, at times paid attention to and at times ignored when it shouldn't be. And uh, I, I don't know. I guess that's just more of a statement than, than it is a question. But uh, uh, I know that I'm familiar. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I didn't hear what you said. No, I'm saying I appreciate that observation. And, and uh, yeah, it's, you know, the song really comes from the point of view of young kids uh, who are struggling to find their identity. And, and at, at a certain point, you know, a lot of young, talented kids leave because, they don't know what is here for them. Uh, but one of the things that the Blackfeet are doing, and my mentor, Daryl Kitt, he created a language immersion school, um, which instills a lot of pride in, in young people when they know their own language. And it, it makes them want to stay, you know. And oh, I, yeah, I had to, a, know, to know their language, yeah. to know their heritage. I mean, this, this oh, yeah, that is, this, yeah. You, you can't ask that for anything so more important than that. I know the yeah, the Oneidas have also uh, had a program to preserve their language. Yeah, that is that is tremendous. That's uh, one of the driving force goals of our musicals. But you're right; it's it's really like to hit the mainstream is because you know there's so much talent in the Native American uh, music community. But if Absolutely. if we don't break out to the mainstream, that's my goal, and it's a it's a long shot. But if we can do it. You get so much more tension. You can you can affect so much more change and influence, um, and really reach the maximum amount of people, uh, and and break down barriers. And that's what we're trying to do. So, I appreciate what you're saying as well. Just taking advantage of this wonderful opportunity um, to be on the show, and and uh, you know we have to we have to keep keep pushing forward and it takes years sometimes but that's well it, you know it's a two-way street we're we're just thrilled that you're here with us and that you're allowing us to you know promote uh not only you know your individual talent but also you know that of the entire cast of your show i mean it, it's uh, oh, yeah, it, it's uh it's a wonderful thing and we really hope that it goes a long long way you know we've uh uh, we, we broadcast from two places on this show. We broadcast from Naples, Florida, and from Bullhead City, Arizona. So, you know, David had mentioned that if you're going to be, you know, getting down into the Nevada, Arizona area, to let him know. But, you know, conversely, if you're going to be, if you ever get into the South Florida area, please let us know because we'd absolutely love to come see the show. Oh, thank definitely you. want to great. see the show myself. I yep, definitely totally want to see it. No. And uh, I, we'll post this video, you know, once we get this video produced fully, uh should take, you know, another couple of weeks or a month. I'll, I'll make sure to, to send it to you guys and, and post it online because it's really special. We'll definite, definitely be looking forward to that. Sean Taylor Corbett, thank you. And on behalf of uh, all of the crew here at the David Bowers Awards, thank you to the entire cast for sharing your story, your music, and we definitely look forward to hearing more from you. Sean Taylor Corbett, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, from the all-Native American musical Distant Thunder, here is Hold On.
love it. I love it. That's Hold On from the all-Native American musical Distant Thunder. We were just talking with Sean Taylor Corbett, the creator and uh, producer of the show. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about that show. As a matter of fact, I, I really want to see the show, John Bon Jovial. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, it, just the music alone, if the music is any indication of the quality of this show, then, uh, yeah, I really want to see this. This looks like it's, it's going to be something amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we've got a uh, pretty amazing story coming up because our next guests uh, blew out Twitter with their, uh, I'm not sure if it was their debut release or not, but I know they had a release and uh, they kind of upset the apple cart there and uh, gave Twitter all the Twitter could handle. So we're going to... uh, we're going to bring on the Moss Brothers in just a moment, but first we're going to listen to them as they do the getaway. This time they'll never change their mind. Hell are blind in the sky. All you see is gray
The Getaway. Those are the Moss Brothers, and we're going to bring the boys on board right now and have a talk with Bobby and Will. Hello, Bobby. Hey, David. How you doing, man? Finally good to talk to you. Doing, doing just fine. Glad to have you with us. Will, are you with us? Yes, sir. Hey, David. It's good to be with you. <clears throat> there you are. Great to have the both of you here with us today, and great to hear your new music. Tell us a little bit about what you guys have been doing. Uh, well, we released the uh, our first uh, kind of debut music uh, back in March, the EP, uh, entitled Three, uh, which The Getaway was kind of the first little uh, big single off of it. Um, it's kind of a really good response. Um, so we released that, and we've basically been doing uh, a lot of uh, playing live and uh, uh, radio interviews and stuff like that to kind of promote that and uh, promote what we're doing. Um, and we're uh, actually in the process of recording a music uh video um for uh for the getaway uh with a, a cool place here in East Nashville a company called Lockhart Media uh they're really a great group of people um but yeah doing that and playing live and and getting out everywhere we can is pretty much everything we're up to right now Right, I've been noticing you guys all over the place and uh we're really glad you were yeah you were had the time to come by and spend some time with us today. Tell us a little bit now, because you are, you know, you're a little bit on the new side to a lot of the listeners. Tell us a little bit about who the Moss Brothers are. Yeah, we're just uh, originally, uh, we're identical twins from, from Greensboro, North Carolina. And uh, we both kind of started really getting into music and writing music kind of in our teenage years. And uh, um, so we kept doing that, been in and out of bands and that sort of thing. And we uh, moved to Nashville. We've been here full-time since about 2007. Uh, I've had some publishing deals and small things like that kind of going on, but nothing nothing too crazy. And then uh, we kind of got into a slump where we were kind of kind of writing a lot for other people, and, you know, it's a big songwriting town here um, and that sort of thing. And we uh, just kind of said one day, you know, let's just let's write like how we used to write, and let's write what what we feel and what we want to do and so we both kind of had a uh, a big spurt of inspiration there we've been banging out songs uh for the past two or three years and uh then finally was able to get something recorded um so yeah we're just uh two twin brothers we do rock and folk music and uh, that's pretty much us in a nutshell that's that's very interesting, and I know we've got a uh, we've got a listener who just checked in. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's doing double time right now, splitting listening to you guys, and also conversing with Shakira on Facebook. Dave Hughes from uh, Merry Old England, and I mentioned that because I I don't know John Bon Jovi. Tell me what you think, but in listening to this song we just played, the Getaway, uh, I got. Have you guys ever been to England? Uh, no, um, but we're definitely fans of us, a lot of the music that came out of there. I mean, the Who. I wondered. Um, yeah, we've been. I wondered the reason compared- I asked. No, go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. Oh, sorry about that, David. I was no. going to say we. A lot of people, which is just kind of blows us away, have made a strong comparison, particularly when they hear that song to the Beatles. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the doubling of the vocal and that sort of thing, but. So yeah, we've been getting kind of a lot of that kind of Eng- that what kind of English, kind of English well, that was pop the reason, sound. 
that was the reason I mentioned it because the uh, not only the vocals but some of the instrumentation uh, just automatically I, I flashed back to uh, the you know the approximate era of the British invasion the uh, the Beatles also the Peter and Gordon sound uh, I don't know John Bon Jovi did you notice that I noticed that but I also was thinking that uh, you know there it sounded like there was an influence in there of uh, some of the early Kinks music. No, I didn't pick up yeah. on the on the kinks part, but go ahead, Bobby, Bill, well, Will. Yeah, uh, definitely, that kind of, <laughs> definitely that kind of whole that kind of whole genre we're big we're big fans of. I mean, we listen. Uh, I mean, we kind of have a broad spectrum, especially as far as rock music. Um, as far as what we listen to from, you know, stuff even 50 years ago. So, yeah, kind yeah. of a wide range there, but yeah, definitely. Definitely, that influence is there. Yeah, and and it it comes through in in your music in that it kind of defies categorization. Not that that's a problem. I mean, believe me, I have no problem. As a matter of fact, I've always had a soft spot for uh, artists who can successfully go outside the box and cross genres with their music. And and yours kind of does that in that uh, you get a touch of okay, it's basically. Uh, pop rock, but you've got, you know, you've got the popular influence. You've got a, there's a little bit of a folk influence. Uh, maybe even if you listen closely, maybe even a touch of country influence. So it's a, it's not a, a, a pure genre specific sound. And I like that because it works for you guys. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of really been our thing is we, uh, even when it comes down to writing the songs themselves, we, we really try to, kind of our thing is, let's do something different every time. We like for each song to kind of have its own its own personality, its own kind of uh, just feeling and that sort of thing. Uh, so we really, because a lot of the bands that we listen to kind of do that. You know, every album's kind of different. Every You know, it's always they're kind of trying something, that, you know, uh, new and that sort of thing. So, yeah, um, like even on the EP that we put out, you know, all, a lot of people have told us how it all runs together, but they each have their distinct personality, and that seems to be be something that people are are liking. So, that's yeah, and that's that, that's got to be a, the, one of the major challenges because obviously you've got to perpetuate the sound that the people liked and that you got their attention with in the first place. But at the same time, both uh, well, actually, for three reasons: one, for your own uh, growth, also to expand your listening audience, and also to expose your existing audience to new music, you've got to be able to go out and do a new and slightly different sound. So it's a, it's an interesting challenge that goes along with the business. Yeah, it absolutely is. And a lot of times, though, uh, what seems to be working for us, as long as we're sticking true to ourselves, and again, we're you know, having a pretty varied range of influences that we are inspired by and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it is kind of always about putting that next new thing out there, but a lot of times too, when it's when it's coming straight from you and your heart and and uh, and that sort of thing, it, it tends to tends to be a little easier. Not you know, it's definitely still difficult, but uh, it seems to be something that does somewhat come kind of natural each time we play a show or write a song or want to put out you know an EP or whatever the case may be. 
And I personally, just my personal humble opinion for whatever it's worth, I, I think that, that you've hit the nail on the head. I think the, the bottom line is it's got to be natural for you. You can't go out and, uh, well, you can go out a, as a spoof or as a takeoff or knockoff and do something that isn't you. But when it comes down to what you do for a living, the bottom line is it's got to be natural. It's got to be something that uh, that comes to you and you enjoy doing. It's, uh, that's the bottom line. And uh, you guys definitely have your own sound, which is important. You you know you hear the Moss Brothers, and I think John Bon Jovi will agree with me on this. You hear the Moss Brothers, and you know who they are. Well, the you know my what I wanted to say in. Uh, you know, when I made my Kinks comparison was, you know, not that you guys sound like the Kinks. You don't sound like the Beatles. You don't sound like Peter and Gordon. Uh, while you you might hear influences in there, uh, exactly. I, I think you've been careful enough not to copy uh, these particular right. bands, but maybe pay homage to them in your own style. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think our, our whole idea has been... <clears throat> Or when we write these songs, it's like as stated before, we have all these various influences, um, rock influences, and, and all that. And uh, really, our our thing was just to take the music that we really love, whether it's it could be an old classic rock song, it could be uh, a, a recent uh, band that's out, or, or something that we're really digging, um, or it could be you know an old you know a Pearl Jam album or something. Is to kind of we 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 draw off of that. However. Our our jumping point is to put our stamp on on rock and roll. Our 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 personal stamp. Each song we want to have our stamp on. Like yes, we can hear the influences. We want to hear our influences in our music. That's that's like well, we enjoy making the music, but we each song we make sure that we have our personal stamp on it, and it's and it's something exactly. from us. And we're just kind of standing on the shoulders of giants, so to speak. All the you know the great influences, you know, people before us and all that, and really just kind of making it our own. Exactly, and that's that's a good way to go. It's worked for a lot of good musicians. Now, before we go any further, I want to clarify something because I know from personal experience that it can be a little bit confusing. Uh, you guys' name, now I've seen it several different ways. As a matter of fact, I had asked you uh when we first started uh, to put you on the show that uh, uh, I wanted to be sure that we posted right. And it does confuse because it shows up differently online. I want the people to know how to find you. What do they look for? What do they Google? What do they put in their search engines to find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, if you can, we're pretty, well, pretty much everywhere if you want to find us. But uh, Facebook, of course, it's facebook.com slash um, uh, Moss Bros Music. That's M O S B R O S Music. Also, we're on Reverb Nation, um, which is just simply ReverbNation.com slash Moss Bros M O S B R O S. Um, we also have our new website is up. It's not completely finished, but if you go to www.mossmosbrothersbrothers.com, um, you can check out a lot of things there. And uh, of course, Twitter at Moss Bros Music. So yeah, we've kind of we do have a variation in where our, how our name is. But like, if you want to watch some of our videos on YouTube, if you would just, if you just put in the search uh, module there, just put M O S period B R O S period, and our stuff will come up. 
But um, essentially, the main, sure. yeah, the, the main, our brand is MOS period, B-R-O-S period. Just, we kind of shorten MOS, uh, you know, just for branding purposes. Why, right. That's why I asked when we first talked to us uh, how to uh, bill it, because uh, I wasn't sure if it was MOS bras, MOS brothers or most bros, you know, want to want to be sure we get it right here. And I also want to point out, especially for our listeners in the southwestern United States and California, Arizona, that area, uh, if you Google Moss Brothers, uh, it would be helpful if you put MOS, BROS, and add the word music because there's a uh, automobile dealer chain in Southern California that will pop up if you just put in Moss Brothers. So <laughs> you want to be sure to get it straight because I don't think these guys are selling cars. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> we're going to tell us about, we've got uh, another track here that we're going to play of yours. Tell us a little bit about it before we have to run. We're going to play a thing called De- Devil's Lullaby. Uh, Devil's Lullaby was a song uh, I'd written. Uh, it's gotten, a very, it's getting very popular. A lot of people really like it. Um, it does kind of have a pop feel to it as well, uh, kind of a rocky pop feel to it as well. Um, but I just wrote the song about just kind of not really um, kind of looking past your own personal weaknesses and trying to move on and, and move past uh, whatever whatever's holding you back really uh, to the best of your ability and trying to, you know, reach, uh, not believe maybe what people tell you or your parents may tell you or someone may tell you. Not that kids should listen to their parents, but I'm saying, you know, the, the bad things, the negative things that people tell us to kind of look past that and, and move forward and really do what you want to do or, or do what you love doing. Well, you guys are definitely doing what you love doing, and it shows in what you're doing. And we appreciate so much you coming by, spending time with us uh, today on the show. Will Bobby, ladies and gentlemen, these are the Moss Brothers, and this is a thing called Devil's Lullaby.
Devil's Lullaby. John Bon Jovial, I think we've had a fun show here today. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. It really, <laughs> I've enjoyed this one immensely. We've had, uh, you know, from the Grimps to the Moss Brothers to, uh, you know, to uh, everything in between. It's just been, there's been a lot of excitement, been a lot of laughter today. It's been a good show. I've enjoyed this one. Uh, some great talent, and we also want to thank our uh, our guests in the chat room. Of course, there's a lot of them that uh, that are anonymous. They log in. Uh, they don't have uh, they don't have names. They're just numbers. That uh, you know, unless we happen to have a direct line to the state prison or something. But uh, I do want to thank uh, Cindy and Jen of Lady Lake, who have been uh, who have been tremendous and so much so so much a pleasure to work with uh and such great talents that they uh they have under their wing too also want to thank dave hughes who checked in from uh, merry old england and uh let's see who else uh, we had a uh i've lost my notes <laughs> uh, that's what i get that's probably i probably couldn't read them anyway we had a couple of uh we had a uh, gentleman from uh from england or i'm sorry from las vegas uh, who has a show online uh, from Las Vegas. We were going to uh, mention him, too, but uh, I don't know. I guess maybe I ate my notes. <laughs> my dog didn't because I don't have a dog, so uh, it, I can't blame it on the dog. Anyway, thank you, all our listeners. John Bon Jovi, we're down to 90 seconds, so why don't you take us home, tell us who's going to be on next month. You got it. Absolutely my pleasure. Just want to let you know the David Bowers Awards is produced by the David Bowers for Stick It In Your Ear Productions from the studios of Computer Help USA along the majestic shores of the Gulf of Mexico to the noble and brave Colorado River in Bullhead City, Arizona. And it is available for free download worldwide on Blog Talk Radio, also on iTunes, 365 Internet Radio, CMG Global Radio, BFM, that's B-E-E-F-M, and Renegade Femme Radio. Uh, be sure to click the follow the uh, follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page and like the David Bowers on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, and please be sure to join us for the David Bowers Awards next month, Sunday, August 9th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, when our guests will be the Cherry Blue Storms, Yellow Dog from the Ukraine, and pop rock legend Robin McNamara of Lay a Little Lovin' on Me, and another installment of Rockstar 101. Yep, we're bringing it back. Plus all kinds of stuff that we probably haven't even thought of ourselves. So until then, for the David Bowers, Nick the Geek, and all the other uh, you know weirdos that hang around here, and also the kiddies that live out back in uh, the uh, the shop, uh, this is John Bon Jovial saying thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time.